Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Romanian Football Hub. This is Philippe. This is Horia. And uh, today we're going to be speaking about uh, the under-21 European Championships and uh, World Cup qualifiers mainly. Uh, and we'll del- delve into some other things later on as well. But uh, to get started, Horia, what do you think about um, the results that we had uh, and the team that we had at the under-21 Euros? Uh, well, to start off, I think it's easy to to say that we've we've kind of regressed a bit from the euphoria that we had in 2019 in the in the summer. Uh, I think. Um, you know, obviously the squad was a bit weaker. Um, the results were weaker as well. Um, but at the same time, I think we were unlucky in the group stages because we finished with the same points total as Germany and uh, Netherlands, and we still got knocked out on goal difference, um, which, which is which is like the harshest way you, you can get knocked out. Um, I think. But if you look back, there are some positive things to take out of the to take out the out of the European Championships. I didn't I didn't high, have really high hopes going into the tournament personally because I knew that generation was a bit was a bit uh, worse than the last time because if you look at the squad, uh, players that did that were on the bench last time out started uh, started this tournament. Players like Chobanu or uh, um, who else was there? Um, even um, what's his name? Uh, Adi, Adi Petre as well started uh, um, in the last game against Germany. Um, so you know, you, you could kind of see this coming in a way. We still had, we, we definitely had some talented players and we still do. Uh, some, hopefully, some of them will help us in the next campaign. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's it's a bit disappointing because we put up a good a decent fight. Um, I think I think if certain certain things had gone our way, we would have qualified. I think that we against Hungary we we should have done better. Looking in hindsight, because we we struggled to beat a ten man team. Um, you know, they for like they played they played uh, with less people on the pitch for like. An hour, and we 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 needed eighteen. We needed we had to wait until the eighty fifth minute to score the winner. So that that game really hampered the, our progress because Holland beat them like very comprehensively, and you could you couldn't really hold a candle for for okay for Hungary to survive against the Netherlands. And another thing that I thought about the last couple of days. If if the German goalkeeper didn't mistake that uh, didn't make that mistake that he made against the Netherlands, or he made, or he, if he would have made that mistake against us, we would have been through, because Holland uh, the Netherlands got really lucky with the goal they scored against Germany, and that changed the, the whole course of the of the group stages and how things went. Yeah, we weren't very lucky that they tied like any situation. Well, it would have been best if Germany won. That would have been the Definitely the best case scenario, but the worst was them tying, you know, and that was very, uh, you know, very difficult for us because we needed yeah. to get at least a two-two draw or win, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, and obviously we knew we couldn't count on Hungary for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not even because they would spite us, but also because they're just not they, good enough. They were, <laughs> they're just, yeah, exactly. They were just not good enough for the... They, they, I don't think... Maybe they wouldn't have qualified if they weren't the host. You know? Yeah, no, I don't, th- I don't think they would have qualified. But also, they were missing, even then, uh, quite a few players because of like COVID and something. Some things mm-hmm. like that. So, it was double whammy for them. So, it was not yeah. surprising. Yeah. I'm a little concerned with uh, how our game went with against them, but uh, we dominated. But it wasn't pleased with uh, you know when they scored. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was just ready to you know break something. <laughs> it was so frustrating, you know, because I knew we were capable of so much more. And thankfully, uh, you know, these kids have some strong mentalities. You know, I think that's the clear difference between this generation and the past. Mm-hmm. where we would easily give up and, and fail. But now, even if we're losing, we at least come back, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Matsan with a great uh, cut inside the box and, and a great shot. And uh, Pashkanu came clutch with his header. Uh, sorry, not his header, his uh, kind of a volley, sort of. Uh, he was mm-hmm. at the right place at the right time, and, and we got it done. Mm-hmm. But not only that, the referee, you know, was giving us a hard time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is now, right? What we should have done, really, is uh, in the first game, in the second half against Netherlands, we were really starting to put pressure on them with uh, some big chances from Chobanu and uh, and another player. I can't, Right now, I, it's not... Oh, yeah, Pashkanu. He's diving. Pashkanu. Yeah. Header, right? And the mm-hmm. chirp in... Uh, made some huge saves. He's now actually the Ajax keeper. Um, and he made some very big saves. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so if we won there, I mean, it would have, we would have qualified. And it's, it's crazy to think how close we came, even in this tough group, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. But what do you think about Mutu's uh, style of coaching? I mean, he was very conservative, if you ask me. Um, yeah, he was... I didn't agree with his choices and how late he kept the subs against Hungary and and things like that. Yeah, I was... You know, the game you could highlight for Mutu's precocious style was against Germany, actually, because... um, Yeah, he was... uh... Because because we we were really... I had the, the feeling that we were scared of it, you know? Yeah. Because, like... Like we, we, the only thing that the only notable thing that we did offensively was that Matan chance in the tenth minute when he hit the post. Otherwise, yeah. we, we, we were scared. We were like Mutu was. I think Mutu set us up like don't concede and maybe and then nick one because we we have the the value to do so and he maybe rely on Hungary. Me. Yeah, well, that's. I don't think he. I think he's smarter than that. That he knows we can't rely on Hungary. I think the issue was he was trying to basically pressure cooker like the game so basically he wanted to keep it late uh you know pizzurka style zero zero as long as possible and then try to yeah. score at the end which yeah. is uh, very stupid because it's just a big risk you know because we needed mm-hmm. uh, to score goals in this game he knew that but he wanted to hold on and then in the end score or something like that that's what i think was his plan yeah yeah 
and we couldn't do that here. We needed to try from the get-go to score goals. We needed two goals. You know, even if we concede two, we could still go through with two goals. You know, we had to try and score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way we could rely on Hungary. He should have known that, in my opinion. Yeah, obviously. I, I don't think he he did. I, I just I just <clears throat> think that he set us up to, to not concede first and then and then score. Because... Uh, while we, we, I think we were better defensively than we were last tournament, um, but I think we were better organized. I think he, he was scared to concede against Germany because he knew that if we, if we let a goal in, it would have been over. But uh, he's really set us up defensively because like, I think we played, we played 3-5-2 that day, which is a, yeah. a, a system that, you know, it's, it, it's weird for Romania because... You know, very good at those, like with yeah, with the fullbacks coming back and uh, mm-hmm. you know constantly running. It's something that we usually struggle with, but um, I don't know. In the future, maybe with you know hardworking players, players that that are, have good mentality, that uh, <clears throat> can track back properly. Uh, maybe in the future it could be a solution, but I don't know. For our current, our senior national team, especially, it's been, uh, we usually struggle with that, you know. Yeah. There are two players four, that. Two, three, uh, sorry, 4 2 no, three no. is our classic uh, in the seniors. That mm-hmm. used to be our, our main formation that worked pretty well because we always have like a creative playmaker like Maxime or Budescu in the past, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even San Martin. These <clears throat> they kind of strive in that formation, but now it's changing like four three three and things like that. So uh, I don't like the five at the back still, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for me there were more uh, there were more positive things when you look at the defense. Uh, I think Pashkano needs to be looked at seriously. Looked at. I think he if he finds a if he finds a suitable club. I think he will. He's nailed on to be called up for the national squad in September. He's the most capped uh, player in uh, under twenty-one history. I think. Yeah, he's he really impressed me. Something like that. So quite a few, mm-hmm. quite a few caps. You know. Yeah, yeah. So he really he impressed me. To be yeah. inducted. Yeah, he's a leader. He's very solid in the air physically. Uh, he's improved technically a bit. I think. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He, He's quite a an important player, I think. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, I think. And looking at the the severe lack of options that our that our defense has, I think we we need him because he's young. He's he's com- he seems to be commanding. I think he he might form a very good partnership with Nedelcharo because we've already seen them in the under twenty one. So we kind of already know what they're about. So. Yeah, they no, have we, we, history and yeah, mm-hmm. it, it worked pretty well in, at that Euros. So I think mm-hmm. uh, with time, as the important thing though for our defense, what I notice is we always have a different lineup every game, <clears throat> like different defenders together. Mm-hmm. Like it, you can't form an identity this way, you know. Okay, yeah. occasionally maybe against a weaker team you switch it up a little bit, but really. You want to have a, a, a par- common partnership. You want to have two C- CBs that are working together every every match almost, and uh, even with the wing backs. But at least at least the CB partnership has to be pretty consistent. You mm-hmm. know, 
can keep switching like Kirikish and Burka, Toshka, and I don't know, like too many. And Kirikish, that's another problem because he's always injured or he has mistakes, you know, brain farts. Mm-hmm, yeah. Can't really rely on him. It's tough. Burka Nadelcharu Pushkanu, that's what I see for the near future. And then we'll see about Dragushin eventually in Gitsa. Uh, Dragushin is still very young. I think Dragushin will eventually is better is better to be is better suited to remain with the under 21s yeah. in uh, in the, in the next future. campaign. Yeah, but I mean, like, what happens then? Here, this is the question: If he gets a loan to a Serie A team and he's playing well next season, this is a theory, right? It's not guaranteed. Would you then call him up to the seniors? Or uh, oof, oof. Because he could still play the next U under 21. Yeah, um, it, it depends. I I'll start him with the under 21s and then see how he does. If he, yeah. like, because Mihaila started with the under 21s, but he moved to Parma, starting playing there, started scoring, um, creating yeah, chances and that. Rush, rush him because even though our defense is bad, we have Pashkanu, Nejelcharu, and Burka. That's decent ish in theory if uh, they get more, more play time and, and form a partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but you know, players like even okay, Toshka wasn't that bad. He was solid against Germany, but I don't know. Even against Armenia, there were some brain farts from him, and and you know, oh, now we're Tosh- getting to the seniors. But I just want to say, like, I'm not very confident in these most of these older players, except for Burka. Uh, yeah, Burka is. I wouldn't, you know. Due to 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 his, to his lack of experience, I wouldn't even count Burka as being old. Like, okay, yeah, he's, he's twenty-seven or twenty-eight. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, old. I meant more like uh, experience. experienced. Yeah. yeah, but he's a new. He's a <clears throat> he, he's a new pair of legs for the national team. You know, he he's got under five or six caps. So I I think Burka is I think arguably our best defender. Oh, uh, I think. He in has experience. Way, yeah. He's tall. He's strong. Like mm, experience in Europe with Chefere, not with the yeah, national the team. Yeah, against Lazio, he's played well against these teams. You know, mm-hmm. he's played against uh, he's, Iceland as well. So. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player. Uh, the thing is, I feel like he should belong in like a, in a in a better league. You know, not the thing it's is, good, we yeah. don't want to take all the talent either out of our league. But at the same time, you know. When you want to strengthen the national team, the key players have to be playing abroad for, for the time being, I think. We need to get such players like Chicaldo and hopefully they'll be uh, abroad next season. You know, I think Burka might stick it out at Chefere for a long time because he is 27. Uh, clubs are looking for younger play- players. I think, I think Burka, he is a good player, but I think he might be a bit unfashionable for clubs to sign him. You know, I think Burka needs to be kept. Um, I think uh, Tanase, Florin Tanase, sh- uh, should be kept because he's 26, and I don't necessarily think that a move would be ideal for him because I don't know what offers he's got. But th- the thing is, we need to to stick uh, to keep the the good players in here. You know, like yeah. um, I think Chikaldo Chikaldo turns 24 this summer. If Chikaldo doesn't leave. Next summer, at most, uh, he should stay in Ligante like forever, because 
you either we either we we have a history in the last few years with selling players too early like i don't know denis dragush or you know uh, he's a recent example you know he's not doing very well in italy um yeah. so i think we either we do, we have two options we either sell them at the right age something around 23 25 or after or if um, after if the player turns, turns 26 i think he should stay in romania for the sake of the league you know like that's i think that's the right mentality you know we, there needs to be a balance between between staying and leaving because look you have players like like banku i know a lot of people don't rate, rate his defensive ability but he's a he's a good player for the for our league so and he never left so there are benefits of keeping players and banku had offers from psv most notably he was wanted by psv 3 years ago and he didn't go so I think there there are players that need need to be kept in order for the league to progress as well, not just the national team. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. It's like you have to find a balance, and like you said, like at a certain age, they can't. The potential is limited to grow, keep growing, right? So uh, they've kind of if they've hit their peak years, you might as well keep them and help in Europe at least for the top clubs. If they're not at a top mm-hmm. club, I really don't care. I mean, yeah, it increases competitiveness, I guess, too, even if they're not a top club. But uh, most important is the ones that are fighting for Europe. Those are the ones we care about, and those are the ones we want to, uh, okay, that you want to say consolidate some talent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like if we're talking about key players for the national team in a position that is lacking, um, you know, those are – players that you want to maybe allow to go but it's tough it's tough like you're saying we have to you know the league right now is not in its best moment and uh, Mm -hmm. we want it to grow so not just with the young players you need veterans that have some quality that can help these kids grow and also uh, Mm -hmm. challenge in Europe without that yeah challenge I, th- anyway. I think that I think that uh, keeping the good players in the league is essential for the development of the next players because look you have players like Bayram and Octavian Popescu most notable examples that are very very young they are like they are, they are 18 um, you know the, the, obviously the under 21 rule helps them but at the same time playing against such low position will only harm them in the future you know because if when if they eventually go to a bigger league they will have a lot of um, pieces missing from their footballing puzzle, you know. So, bettering, improving the quality of the league should be priority. And you know, strategies like the the Hermannstadt one in the summer clearly didn't help because Hermannstadt signed a lot of Portuguese players from the third tier of, of the Portuguese uh, league. So that didn't help matters at all. So I think improving our league should be looked at and ways to improve the league should be looked at in order for the whole Romanian league to progress. I don't know what measures can be taken, but uh, yeah, I think there is something that needs to be looked at quite clearly. Yeah, I think uh, the academies are improving slowly, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's going to take time. You know, we need to see the traditional clubs back and uh, it's not easy, but a lot of it stems from the club owners, right? So the only way to do anything is to force them, you know, to, mm-hmm. to have more 
strict rules on the academies. I think the v- development, we have to put, you know, some regulations there, not mm-hmm. just on the league minutes, you know, but anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't like the, I, I don't like the rule. I don't like the, the under 21 rule. I find it quite abusive and restrictive. I think they should do it like in Hungary where they don't force you to play the two young players, two under 21 players from the start and give them uh, 135 minutes. They they give you like uh, um, a limit for the whole season. Like you, you need to have two under 21 players play more than a thousand minutes or something like that. That's helpful. That's really helpful, I think. And, and that's, I think, better than what we have right now. Yeah. Um, we'll get we'll get back to that because I think we have to finish the under twenty one uh, section. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, what would you what did you think about Mutu's decision to start Chobotaryu and not Kindrich or Dragushin? Even though he's um, reserved mostly for Chefere. I think the reasoning behind Mutu's decision is that Dragushin hasn't played in uh, a senior level he's okay he's a Juventus but he's only played five games so lack of experience for Dragushin is understandable Kindrich um, from what I know he, from what I've watched him play he's a bit error prone um, Chubotariu is also slow is uh, also quicker and taller maybe he went for that and he, maybe he also went for the fact that Chubotariu played for uh, for uh, Petrescu's Cefere um, so he clearly so he has some experience and some tactical nows that Kindri doesn't have from playing under an attacking manager like Koritoru. So maybe that contributed to his decision, uh, which in my opinion wasn't that bad. I think I think he, done, he did relatively well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he did decently except for the goal against uh, the Netherlands, which was I think, in my opinion, Dragushin would have won that. It's easy to say that, but that's my opinion. I think he wouldn't have got beaten on that header. Uh, it's easy to say, but that's just my opinion. Anyways, uh, other than that, he did do fine. It's true, uh, but sometimes his reaction seemed a bit slow. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're right; he is faster than Kindrich uh, physically. Uh, Kindrich is also error prone, as you said. But for me, I don't know. I I understand the experience thing, but I mean, how much more experienced? I mean, okay, yeah, Dinamo, fine, but. At Chefere, he was uh, not playing that much more than him, you know? Not mm-hmm, yeah. had many games. I mean, you talk about mm-hmm. the tactics, right? And, and learning from Petrescu and, and the players around him. The same yeah. can be said for Dragushin with Chiellini, Bonucci, Pirlo. I mean, you know, defend, yeah, but not- even in training, defending Ronaldo. I mean, you learn some things, right? You do, but at Different the same time... but I don't know. Dragushin only has five senior games. That, that's the problem. If Zergushin had a bit more games, a, a few more games, sorry, uh, I think um, he well, would have started. It's not entirely true, actually. Uh, he has five games in the first team senior game, but he has for under-23s, which plays the same level as Dragomir was playing recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serie C, they play. I mean, yes, it's Serie C, but... It's uh, it's still senior, you know. It's a real league with adults, you know, adult players. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. It's just I my think... opinion because I think he's better in every way. Physically, he's faster. He's smart. He's learned a lot. The only thing he doesn't have is experience. But I mean, 
I don't know. This is under 21 championships. You know, they, they should be getting cha- – it's not so much like World Cup qualifiers where, you know, mm-hmm. you need that experience. It's, it feels like to me he should have played at least against Hungary, okay? At least we can say that. That's my opinion. But yeah. I don't know. I I see your point. But, you know, if if Mutu started Chobotariu against Holland, it was always going to be tough to – uh to bench him against uh, yeah, also because well, yeah it's also because of the options right it, that's why it seems worse but mm-hmm. like if it was a, if we had another one like Pashkanu that was like if we had Gitsa then I wouldn't be complaining at all you know mm-hmm. and at the same time I might be harsh to Chobotaryu because he didn't do bad uh but I mean that goal did cost us you know the first one I I do mm-hmm. blame him for that Partially, yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough to pinpoint the exact moment we we lost qualification because it's it's tough to blame it on the defenders because we only conceded twice. Yeah, and I, we conceded twice and we we got knocked out. I realize I'm being but, a little harsh, and if anybody should be blamed, uh, I mean, you can't even blame Mutu that much either. You can nah. blame him for some decisions, but it's like it's not that easy of a situation. You can't teams. even blame someone. You can't even blame anyone. It was just... It's just frustrating. You know, you want to point a couple of fingers saying, oh, we could have done better here and here. And it may be yeah. true, but you're right. It's like we still achieved something, you know. Five points. Yeah, we we <laughs> are in the the top 16. 16, I think there were 16 best uh, teams think... when it comes to junior football. So Well, we ranked. We were actually ninth. <laughs> so we're the uh, best it, that it, didn't make the quarterfinals according by points decent. and goals. Ah, it's it's promising then. So yeah, we, it's that's why it's frustrating. We just to miss out, like you said, is very harsh by uh by we had a positive goal difference and we finished the same amount of points as the first place, but we still didn't qualify, you know. That's mm-hmm. the uh that's the thing. Yeah, the, the next Euros, the next under 21 Euros is going to be big because we, we have them at home. So, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a huge opportunity for the younger the younger ones to impress. So, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, watch them. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll have to wait and see. But soon enough, we should see uh, Pushkanu... Uh... Chobanu, Marius, Marin, Murutsan. These are the names that are Olaru. likely to be. Yeah, Olaru. There's, there's a bunch, but those are probably the first four that come to mind for the next to be promoted. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll see how long it takes. These friendlies in June should be a good opportunity, at least the one versus Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, with England at Wembley. Hopefully, you don't get embarrassed by England. I'll be very. Jesus, angry. we play England at Wembley, man. We sounds like a decent result, just for our sake of keeping the the record and and not being embarrassed. You know. Imagine we beat them. Imagine. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's Jesus. It would be mental, like yeah. uh, <laughs> Sancho against. Banku Sterling against Mogos, it's gonna be it's gonna be mental. God, I hope Mogos isn't gonna play again. <laughs> well, disastrous. But you have a point, though. Disastrous, man. His decision making is 
I don't get it. He plays fine in Serie B, but I don't know. He was very bad against Armenia. I remember he, uh, a pass he made back, in the Armenia yeah. game. All the way that back, Toshka? Yeah, yeah, that pass, that pass. Yeah. Oh, Jesus my God. Cr- Why? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like suicide, man. I know, man. Anything but that. But anyways. Anyways, let's move on to the uh, World Cup qualifiers. So mm-hmm. we are now in fourth place in the group after three games. That's very cool. I don't want to think about it. I just don't, I mean, don't want to think about it. The positive thing is we have we're the only team besides Germany not to play Liechtenstein <laughs> yet. So that's I guess a positive. Helpful. But um, I mean I, w- I, w- I wouldn't take Liechtenstein for granted. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's like easy to score on them because they keep low score. Well, mostly. Iceland beat them 4-1 with a 90th minute penalty, mind you, but still. Mm. Um, we sh- If we don't, I mean, I don't care. You know what? If we don't win that, we can say they're fucking, they're, sorry, <laughs> they're really good <laughs> defensively. <It's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if we can't beat Liechtenstein, I don't care, man. We don't deserve to go to the World Cup. I don't Obviously. care that it's difficult to score because they're sitting back and, and parking the bus. It doesn't matter. If we can't even get a one nothing or 2-1, I mean, that's sad. Notice I said I, 2-1. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we deserve to go to the World Cup either way because well, we, we, battled, we battled against Armenia. We battled it against Armenia. That, that was just a little looks... bit unfair, though. With the, I know we didn't play well, but the We suffocated, goal, man. That, that was, was pathetic. Yeah, that that game that game will literally Pushkash, give me flashbacks for yeah. like. Pushkash like, us too. Yeah, yeah. The the thing that annoys me the most, the game is gonna give me flashbacks for like club and country. Like every time, like my team has a slender lead in like the last ten minutes. Oh, I, I'm I, always I trust yeah, yeah. I'm always gonna think about the time when we surrendered the two-one lead against Armenia. No, I, I actually, you know, it's funny. I had the exact feeling when this happened before it happened because I, I told uh, you know, we have a, a very big fan on our, on our page. Uh, his name is Stefan, and mm-hmm. he's always, uh, you know, he's a passionate guy and he has some good ideas, but he's always very, uh, either extremely positive or extremely negative about the national team, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, oh, we're gonna crush Armenia. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I told him, you've got to be careful with that, man, because we right now are not in the best moment, especially in defense. And mm-hmm. we are just shaky and we could easily screw it up, you know. And I said that yeah. and it came true, you know, and look at this. Yeah, I was uh, I was cautious before the game because I knew I knew that they made six points out of the two games. So I knew when it would be tough, but it would be crucial. So... And it didn't. And it didn't come, because we we just we just crumbled, we choked, we literally choked after Pushkas got sent off. We literally had no shape, no organization. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't uh, hold the ball. We couldn't do anything. We just but suffocated why, and watch watch everything yeah. unravel. But why did Rudway bring on Kesheru? Uh, for well, this was before the goal, but still, you know. Why did he come on for, I think, was it Stanchu or Maxime? Oh, I don't I remember. Maxime, yeah, I think Kesheru took Maxime's uh, place as attacking midfielder. 
but he became like uh, yeah he was still attacking midfielder but he was a support striker right so it was him and Pushkash and it's like we already have the lead you know there's 10 minutes only left why put on another striker in the position of like I don't understand that we needed to keep on Chicaldo I mean he said he had physical problems okay take him off put another midfielder or keep Stanchu you know we needed to keep the midfielder, uh, the midfield stronger, mm-hmm. and I think we yeah. gave that up very easily. And uh, you know, Malgosh played the whole game as well, but mm-hmm. you know, we lost the midfield and Pushka. Like it's it's just it's just mind boggling how this happens. Yeah, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. I I just I want to forget it and hope that. That's the lowest we can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, but it can only go from. It can only get better from here. Another thing, though, that doesn't help us is that uh, even though we got outplayed, we almost could have tied Germany if Stanchu just squared it to Pushkash, you know, in the final minutes, or you know, uh, it was just it was a zero-one, and we were thinking, oh, we're gonna be fine, and then. Armenia, you know, we lost to them. And then North Macedonia somehow beat Germany. Mm-hmm. And that's very bad for us, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like, yes, we don't help ourselves, but at the same time, we haven't had luck either. So it's like double whammy for us. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's not a good situation. But so that means now we have to, in the fall, in September, we have to win. Um, we have to beat Iceland away. Liechtenstein at home and uh, ideally beat North Macedonia again. Um, yeah. We used to draw need, there, but I, we have to win, I think. I think we need to beat Macedonia away, beat Iceland and uh, in, in one of the games, Liechtenstein in both games, and get get a result in Germany, I think, and yeah. beat Armenia at home, I think. It, it, it's very tough. We, we basically can't lose. Yeah, we can... Maybe we can lose to Germany. Maybe. Yeah, and that's the worst. That's the that's the. And maybe the most Arme- ah, it depends. If Armenia also tanks, then we could lose to them in theory. But obviously, that's not good either. So, no, we no. can lose to Armenia at home if we if we do that. Forget it. The no. toughest one is no. I think Macedonia away is going to be tough. And uh, yeah, yeah. Iceland, from the point of of it being a physical game, and and on their their turf but uh, if we play our game right then we have you know Pashkano by then and such players mm-hmm. uh, Iceland in their current uh, in their current form we should be able to beat them yeah. but uh, you know, they, none don't of these they, do, yeah. they don't have Sigurdsson I uh, hope Gilfi yeah. is out again yes uh, uh-huh. yeah we, ha- we basically can't screw up now Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, and what was the next topic again? Um, uh, the playoffs. Yes, the playoffs. So in Liga 1, we have an interesting end of the regular season, which saw, you know, Fitchesebe and Chefere both drawing um, Krajova 0-0. And I think Krajova has improved a lot, you know. In, under Uzunidis and 
Like we seem not good enough. No, we, we seem to be creating better. We seem to be countering well. Defensive is still solid. It's just we cannot finish our chances enough, you know. Uh mm -hmm. is back at least, but it's gonna be tough, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, Chefarev and Chesebe are only one point apart. Um and we are three behind uh, so it is very tight going into the playoffs. So anything is possible, but uh, you know, we can, at this point, no team can afford to drop points uh, because it's going to be so so tight, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. on the other hand, you know, you still have uh, some big big matches against each other in the final games. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to be. Uh, there's no way other way to put it than. You know, it's going to be very intense. Yeah, um, I think every game is a final now. Every game right. is a final. Ten games left. Everything to play for. Every game is a final. Yeah, and what do you think about? I think we can all agree, like ninety percent, that is going to be Fecha Sebeche, Fede, Krajova as the top three teams for uh, to get into Europe. But for the fourth place, what do you think? Botoshan can catch up easily, yeah, I think so. But also Shepsi has a good team. Botoshan and Sepsi, I think, Shepsi. are gonna fight for for. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, obviously, no, no due respect to Clinchen. They are a very yeah. good side. I see them finishing fifth. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. I think they could finish fifth because they have a very good defense and they are very well. Organized and they have a lot of chemistry between them. Yeah, and I think uh, I think for Botoshan, uh, Kindrish is still very important, and uh, Kaita, uh, Genda, of course, the former PSG uh, wonder kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's gonna him. be yeah, they're gonna be a very uh, intense. With it's gonna be a good game with with Sepsi and Kinchen. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the the teams that get the most off of the top three are gonna gonna be the one to challenge for Europe, right? But that only works if Krajova wins the cup. The cup, yeah. Then the fourth place team will uh, will have a chance at Europe. And actually, yeah. I think the fourth place team this year has to face off with the top relegation group team, actually. Uh, so that could be Arjesh or Kindia, Astra, even Uta. I don't think Gazmetana Vitor will have a realistic chance, but you never know. Vitor is in a dark place, man. Very, very bad. They can barely can't score. And they I've can't never seen them like this since they got promoted. I've never seen them like this. Yeah, this season they didn't even count with many, you know, young players. It's crazy. You know, yeah, there are all these foreigners and they can't even and they can't even do it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Haji has to return to the club and take over. As a manager, you mean? As a manager, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He kind of disassociated himself a bit more recently, mm -hmm. but I think he's needed. Yeah. I think Vitor, like, they need a rebuilding, like, even their identity has suffered a change, dramatic change this season. Yeah. As you said, a lot of foreigners, a lot of managers that don't really fit the project. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a shambles. They don't really even have 
attractive players, you know. They have Chobanu, Bobok, if they are attractive, and that 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 that's kind of it, you know. Well, Gitsa, I would add, but he's been Gitsa is injured, so yeah. Yeah. But I haven't seen Vitor like this since again since they got promoted. But even then, you could understand because they had they had uh, young players. Now they don't even have that, so it's 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 sad a bit because this has started this flow of using young footballers so the, the under 21 rule got introduced because of them basically so to see them like, like this it's it's depressing yeah for sure but um, anyways we'll see what happens with this uh, intense uh, end of the season but uh, let's move on now I think to the uh, Liga 1 uh, under 21 rule mm-hmm. so it will be updated uh, for next season to be so that the clubs cannot uh, re- like sub out an under 21 player in the first half so both under 21 players have to stay until um, the uh, 45 minutes at least first 45 minutes yeah one of them has to play the first half and the other one has to finish the game yeah basically so, abusive Again, it it doesn't help. It it the the quality of the league will diminish slowly but surely. So, uh, yeah, the 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 idea of the you know the the yeah the the idea is okay. Let's say the purpose is okay, but don't do it. It's not like that. You don't do it like that. Maybe again, as I said, you put you impose the limit on the the overall minutes on of the season on the season. And maybe, maybe the, again, this is this might sound abusive, but maybe even limit the the foreigner players' number from now on, as it was before. Uh, yeah, to to an extent, I guess. But it's at the same time, foreigners have helped us in Europe before too. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that, that, that's balance. what I'm thinking about. That's the we have to find a balance. I think the the solution is to impose uh, rules on the uh, academies directly themselves so you have to uh, maybe to have a license in the league or something you have to invest so so much or or do this upgrade or something for the academy itself mm-hmm. no you have to have uh, i don't know but they have to do it specific to the academy and the coaching not uh, liga 1 regulations i think it should be separate yeah yeah at the same time, yeah, I think 121 is fine. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a difficult way to balance the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. But um, maybe maybe after a few seasons when, you know, some teams have improved their academies and the teams with better projects in the Liga Doi and stuff, they come up. Mm-hmm. Maybe after that, the FRF will change it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We I hope, hope so. so. Because uh, we can move forward for, like this forever. Mm-hmm. Agree. I agree. I, that, I agree. Yeah. Like the idea, the intention is good. Like, yes, we need to force clubs with shitty owners to actually <sighs> develop players, young players. Mm-hmm. But there must be better ways to do it or at least maybe after two seasons they should change it again because 
Yeah, this is not the way forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, that one, yeah. That's um, I think that's all that we have to say for today. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So this is Philippe and Pernadette uh, Vitoire. Mm-hmm. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Yep.